Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now please enjoy. We're going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back to Don't Touch My Sasquatch Podcast. We're in the Nippleverse, and I'm Josh. I continue to be Lennon. Weeks? I'm orbiting the Nippleverse. Oh, you are, huh? <laughs> God damn it, I screwed it up. Ah. What would you say? Huh? All right. We explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys that have a love and passion for these topics. Things you may not have heard of, things you may have heard of, but may not know the full stories of yet. We're here to tell you those stories, share our opinions, and let you, and you, and you, and yes, even you in the back, come to your own conclusions. Not you, sir. <laughs> shut, shut your dirty mouth. Uh, we'll do the research, that way you don't have to, of course. Keep your mind open to the possibilities, especially today, that things may not always be as they appear. Lennon's lost his hair. Wow. There he is. After the sudden and unexpected jump to the future, Dinox started to become indoctrinated into the lifestyle that he was thrusted into. As time went on, he began to learn how the world went from a society of conflict to that of the utopia he is currently living in at this moment. Let's join him again as he learns the rocky road it took for us to reach this enlightened, peaceful future we have come to know in 2,000 years. <laughs> now sit back, or don't. It's really your choice as we uh, dive into the Chronicles from the Future Part 2. I really wanted to say Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> well, we pick back up with Paul Amadeus Dinoch. And Paul Andre- McCartney. And Andreas Northam's body a few months into his trip to the future. He has just returned home from a trip to the famous northern super city of Norfor. He returns feeling a sense of knowledge and the overwhelming nature of the super city. The hustle and bustle of millions of people living out their lives. He learned much from many and few learned much from him. A few more. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Did you write that? I did. I like it. That Thank was you. good. That was very good. Nice Thank job. You. Um, appreciate it. Um. The super city of Norfolk. Mm-hmm. Norfolk. Like I said, I couldn't talk about it all, but this was a major uh, trip. Mm-hmm. There, the super city was a collection of small cities, and it's a lot. There's a lot there, a lot to unpack. Um, but basically, there's a lot of cool shit there in their super cities. Um, you know, there's you know a lot what? of stuff I didn't talk about in either of these. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about. Uh, I'm gonna tell you about the stuff I didn't talk about. Uh, <laughs> how about Climate control, uh, you get air-conditioned cities. That'd be dope. They have it. Nope. Um, you got the flying cars. Nah. They're called Linsons. Those are cool. Oh, Lindsay's. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't talk about it as much as I wanted to, uh, but they have made contact with extraterrestrials. No. And they're not afraid of them. That's Apparently, they've actually come to aid Earth. Oh, fuck it. I'll talk about it right now. They've come to aid humanity in their our darkest and worst of times. It was the to make sure we didn't destroy ourselves. So. 
Well, apparently they're there to help us. But well, some are. I mean, the cool the cool thing is, is we're we're already on that journey right now. Yeah, we're on a journey to Mars. Speaking of Mars, that was another thing to talk about. They colonized Mars. Yeah. Well, cool shit. It was cool by an ancient guy called Mister Elon Musk. I, they I think to say Mister Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mister Potato Head. He was just a large head. Uh, Shaped like a potato. And people said he talked, but in reality, it was just a potato. <laughs> it was, too. <laughs> they kept having to prop him up. It kept falling over. <laughs> He's a lopsided potato. Oh. And then about three days into it, he started to get into a smelly, smushy potato. Smelly, smushy potato. You get and a little then, spud going. Yeah, a little spud. And that's how we came. Spudded up. Spud, fud, and judd. <laughs> Boom. It all came together. Full circle. Full circle. Now we're with aliens. From, yep. Well, from, retur- from a potato. From <laughs> yeah. Yep. From a saw, small spud. Anyway, <laughs> that was a journey. It was and a ride. Well, from returning, well, returning from Norfor, yep. some of the select few who knew of his situation spent hours and hours with him, having conversations. But to him, he said it felt more like an interrogation. They sought out insight on the past through him, just as he had the future from them. The modern man, the troned, as they were called. To him, had such a childlike purity of heart and innocence. Now, let me get a, another excerpt opened up. Here we go. They, he says, their intellectual and moral purity and clarity has such a power to relax and alleviate me that there are times when I feel love for the whole world. They don't suspect anything bad about you. And you, in turn, feel the need to get rid of even the slightest ugliness inside of you. In their eyes, you look so much better than you really are, and that urges you to actually become better. They see so much sincerity, love, and selflessness in you, and something inside of you makes you want to justify this idea they have for you as much as possible. That's how it is. The current troned, again, the man, the current man, the man of the new era, is a social and psychological type of human. Successor to the human robot, the practical man who wore the blinders of his daily struggle for survival, who was always on the verge of anxiety, deprived of any inner life and free time to look after himself or nature. The man, the man product of the soulless techno culture, the materialistic man of the era of the mechanistic philosophy that was completely out of touch with any spiritual foundation. No, sounds, very a, true. sounds a little similar, huh? Sounds a little, we're gonna we're gonna start talking about this techno culture, and uh, we're gonna start talking about how just how they got to be this modern throne in this modern society, um, with their new enlightened state of being and their rules of society, w- which make it all function in a balanced manner. Their outlook on sex has changed to not Uh-oh. be an animalistic nature, but more so a way to express their love to each other in a physical and spiritual way. God, now, I need some of this. I'm going to talk about spiritual way quite Sounds a bit. Weird. In their spiritually, in their um, in their um, society, spiritually is not just a uh, a god thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't. Um, there was sections on it where they talk about what spiritually means to them, but basically, it's more so their inner peace with themselves, and okay, you know, it's it's kind of that they're they're the the place in the universe type deal, right, right, right. You know, right. So now not- to some people it is a god, to other people it is just the harmonious balance inside yourself that you're like, this that's, is that's the same as now then, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some but people they have a deeper God, understanding. That's that's what yeah. the Nibblevirch it was. Is once they came oh, through that, the then they were fully enlightened yeah. and able to have this um, enlightenment of spiritual peace, peace, gotcha. so to speak. Gotcha. So that's the whole importance of that. Gotcha. Um, oh, I like this Nibblevirch. Stefan explains that in this that it is common that some people only experience true love, not just in the physical sense. Usually, not more than once in their lifetime. I believe it. Back in the day. Sex and love was started between two people solely on the basis of attraction to the other. While in the future, they use time to grow their relationship and develop for introducing sex into it after some time. Now, they want to develop the, the spiritual relationship between themselves before they make it um, physical. Um, they took the animalistic side out of it. But also, as we'll come to find out soon... Sex was also starting to become a little bit regulated. Oh. Um, it's not so much sex being regulated, but the product of it. Oh, okay. People. Well, that's fine. People. During the relationship, each partner is with the other on the accepted moral grounds of their values. They won't cheat or be unhappy because it's not like anyone in their time to be dishonest with another, with another for both are in the relationship for the same reason. If they fall out of love or become unhappy, they will communicate about it and have full honesty, which does not breed anger or hatred or any hard feelings. They're in this relationship to make each other happy, and they feel happy right. being with each other. You, you know, you get that sense of completeness. Um, and if someone does not feel that anymore, they're mature and evolved enough to have that conversation, and you're not fulfilling making me happy. And then that right. person will say, I'm not making you happy, and I'm failing, and I agree that you should be happy, so we're done. You know, it's it's amicable. There's no, you know, there's no reason to go cheat because gotcha. you just so have that conversation. And so they they're mature at adults with low emotions. Um, they don't have low emotions. They have okay. emotions that are um, expressive enough where they can express them. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because somebody may cheat because they're afraid of expressing their emotion. You know what I mean, and and leaving the other one. It's not even or, that though. I'm or if saying, they're in an unhappy relationship, you know, right. they're. Ex- That's what I'm saying right there. Yeah, like I'm unhappy, but usually the other person, if they're happy, isn't just gonna be like, "Well, all right, I guess you should leave then." Exactly, and it's, and it's, all it's I'm saying. yeah, and it's not so much like a, a spite thing. Well, like fine, you're not happy, get the fuck out of here. It's like right. no, I want you to be happy, and if you need to find that elsewhere, more emotional. I'm uh, failing you. Emotional maturity. Yes, exactly. Got it. Um. I wasn't, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I wasn't there on you. Sorry. <laughs> um, it doesn't breed, this this way of communicating doesn't breed um, anger or hatred or any hard feelings. Um, it is said, never would a woman be with a man or vice versa out of self-interest just to benefit from them later and not out of love or strong physical attraction, Stefan said. Dishonesty is an, is inexcusable and unforgivable. What we want most is to have a calm heart and a calm mind, far from moral uncertainties like jealousy, suspicion, or fear. And all of this is achieved, uh, is achieved in the ideal uh, true love relationship that they have, which, gotcha. again, they only experience like once uh, once lifetime. in their lifetime. Yeah. And if they don't, if they had it and then it's gone, they don't really move on. Oh, that's kind of lonely. Yeah. Though the relationships may last for ages, the sole duty of each is to make the other happy and 
love each other's flaws and strengths through thick and thin. But in any case, some find themselves falling out of love with each other and not fulfilling their duty. And in that case, the two speak about it and make whatever source, whatever course correction is needed, whether it's to split or to try harder. Stefan says that, sure, we are free from worldly pain like suffering, poverty, violence, and manners like that, but the pain of the heart is one that we can't that is one that can't be fixed and is still present in our lives. But the difference to them is that at least they know what pains them and they can do something about it. Right. In November of his trip, um, I should preface this too. I failed to mention it last time. Um, he woke up in August in the future. Also their dating system is different. Um, the start of the new age, which I'll talk about later is when they started their calendar system over from zero. And so we, so it's 3906 AD to us, yeah. but to them it's like 2,000-something. Oh, um, interesting. I think, or 1,000-something. Or okay. All right, all um, right. So yeah. at one point in his diary entries, it changes from like September 6th of 3906, like our format. Mm-hmm. It changes from that to like a completely different format with different numbers, and he doesn't explain it until way later. It's like, oh. oh, okay, I guess I'll just... Roll with this now. Guess I'll just fuck off then. Yeah, but um, so he woke up in August and now November. So all of this stuff is still happening in the first early few months. Either this 1920s man is a fucking genius. Yeah. And can't That's what I'm that, I wouldn't like, even I think f- of like just, you know, let's just switch this and not say anything till later. It's pretty fucking crazy. He just keeps going with it. If I'm sorry. There's so much shit. And again, this is only very early on. Yeah. So in November of his trip, his relationship with Sylvia is still developing. Ooh. They took a trip to Western France. Here, see, here he saw a stark contrast from his time. The successive and immense state he saw there was the typical image of all states around the world at the time. For a traveler coming from my time, the place is unrecognizable. The life of the harbors, the quaint, the quaint images of the commercial and naval traffic, the typical local color of this part of rural France, even the lagoon complex that used to be that used to prettify the place, oh. they're all gone. Even the climate has changed; it has become milder, sweeter, and more transparent, free from the humidity brought by the sea, more Mediterranean, if I might say. The old glorious worldwide language had now been replaced by the vernacular, which I now have almost learnt by listening to it at the villas and in Salerno, which is another place he went on a trip to, during my brief visit on the way to the cities of Central Europe and the big capital of the north, which is Norfolk. Contrary to what I have noticed while in the outskirts of Salerno here, no place names have been salvaged, not even the most historical ones. So they changed the names. It's completely unrecognizable from the France he knows. Gotcha. Only their fruitful vineyards are reminiscent of the old days. Across the country, however, there are no inch of land untended. Perhaps the population could have become a matter of debate, and one could argue that some places could afford more or fewer inhabitants. But that was it. They had transformed the swamps into huge garden cities, these once indifferent rural areas had now acquired the air and charm of a vast megacity and had turned out to be more striking even than even old Paris. Now, you don't see misery next to beauty. You wouldn't come across any works of art anywhere else except in the places where they can be self-conserved. You can't bear ugliness. They can't bear ugliness and decay, not even in the smallest scale. What I saw was a unique sense of beauty and uniformity generally generously scattered everywhere. 
as if it was artistically done by a rational spirit. That is, of course, was a result of the current economic conditions and their incredible technological capabilities. Woo! That's a lot. But it's important to note many things in there. Uh, one, beauty everywhere. Two, everything in the area, any untouched land is now being touched and tended to by a, uh, either a city or a, Garden. a hotel, gardens, um, anything to do with this mega city. Yes. Um, and this is the picture or uh, the, uh, the typical city state of everywhere in the world right now. Gotcha. So, sounds, um, <clears throat> sounds like they got rid of a lot of historical stuff too. Yes. Um, but they talk a lot about they did preserve a lot as best as they could, but some of the stuff's not going to last forever. I was about to say, it's kind of interesting because in 2,000 years from today, how much of our shit's going to be around? Right. How much, how much of the of pyramids the and shit? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and uh, their social hierarchy becomes more clear to Dinoc during these times. Mm-hmm. He says that they're... That where we would place business tycoons, politicians, generals, aristocrat, and aristocrats on a scale of power and pedestal, now sat what they call lorfs and electors. Now, if you remember from Elector Jaeger and stuff like that earlier. Yes. Now, they place lorfs and electors who do possess power, but not a corruptible one. Their power comes in the form of the betterment of society around them. All of the knowledge, arts, spiritual teachings, service, research, all of this is given back to the public and society in the name of that society. So where we idolize these horrible people Mm -hmm. in our times and stuff and in his time, now they have these lorfs and electors who are these great wise people whose sole purpose is to better society and life. Okay. And they have the same amount of power that we gave these shitty people, you know what I mean? Right. But in a good way, you know what I'm saying? They care more about society. Society. Yes. Not their pockets, is what you're saying. Correct. Not that politicians only care about their pockets and lie and cheat and steal. Let's keep moving. Sorry, I had a Mitch McConnell moment. (laughs) (laughs) I also need a drink. Are you all right? I'll have a Donald Trump moment. You all right? Yeah. He didn't even respond a couple times. He was gone. Um, the second one, I, I, well, the one I sent you, they asked him, are you going to re-ele- run for re-election 2026? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then he was just... And he just sat there. Did you hear the, the question, Mr. Sunder? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things... Can we get a like, term limit? Like I agree. Mandatory... Once you hit this age, you're done, though. Or this term limit. Term limit. Yeah, like the president has a two-year term, but why can't these fucks? And they're the ones that have more power than the president. Exactly. So nobody wants to talk about that. Exactly. You all just want to bitch, 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 bitch. Exactly. You're going to like the next few bits about our history here. I'll Fuck our history, what. all right? Our history is our future, you mean. Yeah. <laughs> our future. <laughs> yes, our future, <laughs> their history. So at the top, you got the Lorfs and Electors and all that such. Now, people yeah. um, who continue the two years or continue their partnership after two years, mm-hmm. and they can go on to become people like this. Okay, that's kind of that class. Below be it, Lenin. I vote for Lenin. The below it, you got the Sives or okay. Civvies. I don't fucking know. Civvies sounds more normal, like ye civvy clothing. You know what I'm saying? What is this? C-I-V-E-S? Yes. It's either Sives or Civvies, as they are called. Fact check. I'm usually the fact checker. You're fact checking today. I have to. I, I know you something. 
Sive. Well, it's neither of the two I thought. We're going to go with. That's as long as it's right. We're going to go with civvies. I like it. It's like cities, but civvies. Yeah. Or skivvies. Or scabies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. The civvies, as they are called, are the common people. These are the people like Stefan, Andreas Northam, uh, Sylvia, all those people that have that, you know, done with the two-year, go live free. Um, those are those who have served their two years as partners Sims. and entered into the world free people to live out their lives for peace and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. They do not partake in administrative processes and jobs. They had served their time and they are done. One for Dunzo. In f- the exemption of the civvies from any mandatory intermingling with the office partners. Similar to our own public servants, or at least the reduction of this contact to the minimum possible was a right that had been definitively won centuries ago by their universal commonwealth. Now, they don't even have to interact with the people making the laws. Yeah. They just are informed about it because they're just like, yeah, they whatever they say, we're going to do anyway. Right. But whatever they say, we're going to agree with anyway because... It's like, oh, it's a good law or it's a good change, right. you know, so they, they don't even interact. And it is actually considered to be one of their most valuable and enviable achievements, something like the securing of the civil rights and individual freedoms was for us. Of course, such a right wasn't won from one day to the next, but gradually over hundreds of centuries. And it's a very promising thought that the monster of bureaucracy will one day crumble to the ground, defeated by logic. I just love that last line he had. <laughs> He's like, it gives me, it, he says, it's very yeah. promising thought that the monster of bureaucracy will one day crumble to the ground, defeated by logic. It's so good. That would be nice. Yes, it would Not be. Not in our time. No, it wouldn't be. Um, our, our people care about us. You know, they don't just take our money and put it in their pockets and then tax us even more. Deception. <laughs> I didn't just pay twice as much on my taxes. For making five thousand more, it's ridiculous. It's so 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 ridiculous. Benefits of I a was, business. I baby. was watching. Uh, I think oh, yeah. it was the Stephen Colbert one of his episodes. Somebody was talking about the healthcare system. We get paid tax. We we pay taxes out of our. Oh, you're gonna get me started on this. Go ahead. We pay taxes out of our pages. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Um, and then the, those taxes go towards the uh, private healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Um. We pay out of our check separately uh, to the private healthcare system, and then the government pays the private healthcare system. Now we rely on the private healthcare system when we go to the doctor, but they say, "Oh, we don't have enough money. You got to give us more money." So then we pay them again. So, uh, what the fuck is happening here? How come they're getting paid three times? It's ridiculous. Kind of like the business that gets taxed and the employee that gets taxed, and then. You got to pay for stuff, which is taxed. And yes. If you sell something, it's taxed. Exactly. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. God damn, the country was started over this bullshit. I know. God, and it was like for way less. Countries were started over less. <laughs> Literally. Ours. <laughs> yes. Pissing me the fuck off. Uh, anyway. anyway. Healthcare annoys me because of how much I have to pay. And then it's like $400 a month plus a $2,000 deductible. So now I'm I'm literally paying. What do we got here? Forty. Uh, sorry, fucking hair. My sixty-eight hundred dollars uh-huh. for the year. 
Uh-huh. And I, you know, may go to the doctors, let's say twice. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't gone to the doctor in 10 years. I haven't either, but we're just using this for argument's sake. Yeah. Because I'm a healthy, healthy, healthy uh, member of society. Exactly. So I, I don't really need to go constantly. Some people right. do. But you're fucked if you don't have that well, shit. I don't have it. Oh, yeah. I don't because I'm not going to sit here and spend 68000 Well, 48000 God damn it. $4,800. Oh, yeah. track to make $10 million. To... <laughs> yeah, that's what Hell of a turnaround, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. crushing it. $90 million is what I said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 90000 $90 million, whatever. Um, oh. Anyways, yeah. The, the point Fuck. is I have to pay a lot in. Still have a two thousand dollar deductible, so I have to pay for everything anyways. Yeah, and then do it all again the next year. Yep. Or I could take that money and put it into you know like a Capital One three sixty savings. Yeah. I make about a hundred and something dollars to two hundred dollars a month on that. Yep. I'll take it. Yep. It's bullshit. Eh. Anyways, that was a it's little bullshit, side tangent that what? can be cut if you want. No, it's all good. We're fucked. Kind of ties in with a little bit. <laughs> we're very fucked. Uh, yeah, we're really fucked. You'll find out in a minute. The civvies are looked upon. I don't know what to do. <laughs> shut it. Shut it on the ground. Shut it on the table. I'll kick it. Put in your paint. Well, it's already not enough room in there. So, oh, the civvies are looked upon in respect and higher position by the partners. Which again, the partners are the two-year members serving. Yeah. Um, the partners are the ones who perform all jobs, including communication between the civvies and the LORFs over changes to laws or to record access. The partners make the society run and continue. Their service isn't anything violent or involuntary, but no, but it's just, it's not bad. It's <laughs> like just a normal job, <laughs> but it's I got not, nothing to rebuttal here. So. <laughs> it is nothing violent nor involuntary. Got it. They're only performing a job which is required of them. The job that could be a sec- that job could be a secretary, office worker, mechanic, construction worker, record keeper, maintenance, any job which society needs to survive. As I mentioned last episode. Yeah. In turn, this means that the civvies, which uh, the partners can become in time, get to wash their hands of responsibilities and duties and to live out their days in the society. With inner fulfillment and happiness. As mentioned before, some of the partners wish to continue on afterward serving society and do so through that more lifelong career committing jobs. Like? Uh, scientist, teacher. Yeah. Um, elector. Uh, which many do and become the LORFs and electors. LORFs and electors. The biggest difference is that the different social classes do not rival each other nor have any animosity toward the other. That'd be nice. No one class nor person stands in the way of another achieving the same inner cultivation and joy of life that they possess themselves. Everyone has a place, and you can find that place and be supported by everyone around you, no matter what class. That'd be nice. Right? But that sounds really nice, you know? Yeah, you twat. Great banter. Um, it's pretty It's pretty. Uh, it does sound nice, pretty yeah. nice that they have... Such a regard for each other as equals. Um, as for how our near future shaped this new present, yeah, tell us. This is where she gets started to get wild. She hits about during to go the twentieth and twenty first centuries, and I want you guys all to keep in mind twentieth. We're in the twenty first. Nice. Yes, I want you all to keep this in mind. Yeah. Skeptics, um, uh-huh. say if if this was made up by him, 
Yeah. Skeptics, as skeptics say. Yeah. Uh, remember, a man is making this up in the 1920s then. When was this book written? The diary was from the 1920s. I, when was it written? Published? The one I'm currently reading? Yeah. 1970s. That was Papa Chatsis. This is all word for word. His. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is all word for word. His. Anyways, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I was just oh, trying to I say when was saying. it published. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, yeah, so if if people say that he made this up, a lot of this is way too similar to what we are experiencing today, and it's kind of interesting. But keep that in mind while you're while you're listening to the next bit. It is in the forefront of thy mind. Yes. As for how our near future shaped this new present, during the 20th and 21st centuries, the fall of European society and thus worldwide society followed in their tracks would come at the hands of a techno-culture. This techno-culture focused on standardized industrial products meant, ma- meant mainly for consumption, unconditional and unlimited admiration on the... F- on the unconditional and unlimited, unlimited admiration on the technical applications of natural resources and sciences, economic values designed with one goal in mind, material gain, and most importantly the indifference to inner cultivation which led people to have an internal struggle with their soul and emotional intelligence. So if you're listening to this right now, you're the problem. Pretty much. The mater- this materialistic worldview that was held by all bred popularization, popularization <laughs> of amenities, which in turn, the standards of living did so, and in turn, food and industrial production as well, all raised upwards. No, this really? ever-scaling trend upwards in cost, quantity, cost and quantity of things and how they were delivered to the right masses all created an imperfect society bound for collapse. The pursuit of money became the primary driving force for each and every decision rather than creativity, happiness, and fulfillment. The Western spirit, as Dinat calls it, overpowered many nations and expanded its territory across the globe to align with base attributes of each nation it touched. Now, there's a lot to unpack there, but... That's unzip and pack. Huh? That's unzip and unpack. Basically, uh, the pursuit of the dollar, of yeah. money, yep. uh, drove everybody to live in this society bound for collapse because all of this focus on delivering this pr- the products and the f- shitty food and amenities and everything to these people um, because they could make money off of it made a rise in technology and um, population and every all the standards started to go down yep. because quanti- quantity went up, so quality went down, and everyone was just trying to make a dollar off of it, so people started to get shitty, getting shitty conditions and started to become shitty human beings in general. Uh, that's today. Exactly. Um, now, a little bit timeline past all of this. Yeah. Um, the Western spirit, as he calls it, uh, basically third, not third world countries, but your superpowers of the world. Yes. Um, they started to have influences all over the world and not just in their own countries. Um, the Anglo-Saxons spread themselves throughout their current, throughout the world with, through their currencies and their language. So you felt the English's presence with um, their currency system, the mm-hmm. euro, maybe. Right. Um, or the new equivalent in the future. Um, everyone's starting to speak English or an Anglo-Saxon variation. Right. Um, the North American Confederation, he calls it, took on political responsibilities and influences around the world through many nations. So 
the North American government started inserting itself into governments all around the world and making decisions for them. We already do that. Exactly. The reach of the North American influence was beginning to be felt all over the world as well. Music, culture, visual arts, architecture, principles of youth, and attitude towards life were all making their way into every nation and becoming the dominant influence. Ugh, that's Mm. scary. Does it sound familiar that all over the world... Does it sound familiar that all over the world our influence is felt severely by them? In Hollywood? When was the last time you watched a movie that came out of fucking Russia? Oh, the other day. Yeah. It was called Nachtrachtenf. Yeah. Actually, there's a really cool Russian movie that I watched um, about a superhero team. It's kind of like. Oh, there's a big bear in there. Yeah, it was actually really good. I've never seen it. With a quick dude, he's got knives. I I have never seen it. It's really good. You might like it. Where'd you watch it? I can't remember. I watched it a while ago. Cool, cool. I'll watch it. Do you remember the name? Everybody check it out. No. (laughs) It was a Russian movie. It was good, though. The Russian superhero movie. There's only one of them. Yeah. Anyway, so North American influence started to be felt all over through their political government and also uh, basically pop culture and our attitude and way of life. That is true. There's a lot of American music that's shared around the world. Movies, Uh, TV shows. TV shows. Attitude. All of it. Style. Absolutely. Everything. Violence, wow. terrorism. Oh, we got style. Well, you're right. Yeah, yeah. We got cowboy <laughs> hat. <laughs> violence, terrorism. Violence, terrorism. Manifestations of nihilistic views became common. Solidarity, compassion, compassion for the weak and poor, respect for human dignity, all began to fall by the wayside. All in the mentality that it was every man for himself. Okay, that's again already true. Correct. If you are caught up in the gears that turn the industrial materialistic society of the 20th and 21st centuries, you are familiar with living a life of inner and self-poverty. Caught in the hustle and bustle of the aggressive struggle for survival of the breakneck pace to meet your standards and barely scrape by financially and spiritually. Oh, I, I, I don't relate to that at all. Yeah. Work 100 hours and... She's something. Work 100 hours and then, you know, struggle whatever I can and then... Still struggle. I mean, well... I mean, not when you make 90 million. 90 million is, yeah, pretty... I don't struggle. I don't struggle. You know, I actually have you on the payroll, but you just will not accept it. You won't accept my checks. (laughs) Exactly. It's only two pennies. You rub them together and make a wish. (laughs) Um... Democratic ideals were traded for or traded with a competition of autocracies concerned not over the betterment and freedom of people, but whether the new totalitarian state would be right or left wing, a spark that ignited many conflicts. So democratic worldviews just started to go by the wayside. New governments started popping up that were totalitarian. Uh, This all brought the Middle Ages, they call it, or the Dark Ages, a time when the materialistic gain took place, uh, put the, took the place of love, sensitivity, mercy, forgiveness, all thrown thrown away for the pursuit of one's own needs and gains. Yeah. Just go on OnlyFans and you'll make a million dollars. Yep. If you're a female. But you make the road that they drive on as a podcast I just saw. Made yeah. the con- Made the um, comparison. The guy who makes the road that they drive on doesn't make what they make in a month and a year and a half or two years. And mm-hmm. we have these only fan models on pedestals, but not the people who build this country. We'll that one keep just it together. Close, that one hit a little too close to home. I, I, I built country. 
<laughs> well, kind of you do. Well, nobody, nobody gets paid what they should. Oh, anywhere, yeah. anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Well, if you can spread your legs and twiddle your thing, tons of money. There's a person f- out there that'll pay you for it. <laughs> kick a, a ball, you get money. If you can throw a ball and catch a ball, run with a ball, you get money. Pretty much. Of course, I love sports. I'm just oh, trying to make too. it, you know. We'll, we'll bring up sports in a few minutes here. Damn it. Don't you kick on my sports now. <laughs> this, um, 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 bum, 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 bum. In the competitive society that it morphed into, a person was judged solely on their results and effectiveness and bred a person with a thirst for power and a domination, and per thirst for power and domination bent on repressing or shutting out emotions that could be seen as weakness. Yes, that happens to us men all the time. Mm-hmm. I said, my next note, this society sounds very familiar. <laughs> Hey, Lennon. Yeah. Uh, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. In reality, no. I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. You need to talk about men. it? You need to talk about it? No. It is what it is. And then we move on. Yeah, that's, that's Because if you that's... cry or show weakness, you get judged not mostly by other men, but by females. That's okay. it, something I watched. It's a video I watched. It's not... I didn't come up with that. No. Yeah, Basically, we have to suppress our... Emotions, because if we show emotion in a in a sad way or anything, it gets viewed as weakness by the opposite sex. Well, and yeah. take it. Then we're less desired. But then, it's the whole thing. Well, we have emotions too, too. Is all I'm trying to well, say. That's the thing too. I mean, we are. If you bring it down to its base purpose mm-hmm. or base uh, root, men are the supposed to be the the one for protection and. Uh, prov- Providing food from back in the animalistic days, you know? The day days. So, I mean, if we're seen as weak, we're undesirable. And we don't want to be undesirable, so we hide it. Yeah. Yeah, that one hit close. Uh, False heroes. Hey, you know, I've never shed a tear in my life. Yeah. That's a lie. Just go watch Collateral Beauty and tell me don't Uh, cry like a bitch. (laughs) Did I tell you about that? No. Oh, okay. Did you have the same experience I did? There's two movies, both Will Smith movies. Um, oh, seven Pounds. Seven Pounds. Oh, Pursuit of Happiness. Movies. That one got me too, but those other two just. Yeah. Yeah. I watched both of them by myself at three in the morning. The hell are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes, I just can, I can make myself cry, but now I just. Well, I actually look like I'm crying. Yeah, you do. Uh, even Little Squash got scared there. He jumped. Sure did. Cool. Well, anyway, moving on to lighter stuff, like the <laughs> downfall of society. <laughs> that was a hell of a tangent. False heroes were put on pedestals and morals put by the wayside with everyone to blame for their faults but themselves. Again, sounds familiar. Everybody blames everybody else but themselves for no their own failings. yep. Exactly. We're going to prop up these um, influencers, making them seem like they're something that they're not. Wait, shit, we're influencers. Better shut up. <laughs> um, in the an extra from the book says, and there came times when this disappearance of faith in metaphysical havens, combined with exhausting rhythm of life of the human robot, resulted in, in the appearance of distressing mental side effects on a grand scale, severe neuropsychiatric disorders, and extensive suicides, and then a stage of nihilistic self abandonment prevailed for many years. So it became really dark. Really dark yeah. times. 
After the 21st century, the main areas of conflict, such as domination over resources, control of energy sources, world trade, and global industrial supply had been duked out countless times. But now because... Nope. But now stood another hurdle for the inhabitants of Earth and the governing structures within. Now comes the issue of overpopulation. Mm. If the Earth had reached its limits, one might argue that overpopulation might have been the main cause of some of the prior conflicts, but nonetheless, something needed to be done, and at this point, no one could agree on how to handle the situation. What is the criteria that population control method should follow? How do you allocate numbers and replacement rates to all of the different races and cultures? What wording do you use to specify each detail thoroughly? Save them. Yeah. Racial discrimination was not found in these high-ranking positions, solving the issue, luckily. So, luckily, the people who were making decisions were not racist. They were actually, right. like, legitimate good people. Um, That's good. But That's these people... Start. But these people creating the rules were not biased nor prejudiced, but they were struggling to define the terms. At the time, famines and starvation plagued the world, striking the poorest nations first and the hardest. While even the larger industrial richer states in Europe began to feel the breeze of malnutrition early on. These leaders had to figure out where each and every culture stood at the current time, not where they stood in the past, where these issues did not exist. Now, this is important because... Um, Say this culture has less people but made more of an impact on history, and say mm -hmm. this culture has more people but definitely made less of an impact or something like that. Something right. like that. Many conflicts started between cultures because of this. Uh, they started calling each other out, and fucking racism and prejudice against cultures definitely started to run rampant. Starting now. Exactly. The time. Sadly. Yeah. This time of chaos and hunger started many a social and political upheaval. There were times when the ancient law of the jungle outweighed the rules of even the earliest civilizations. Cultures and countries fought over their place and their recognition in history. Prejudice and racism began to rear its ugly head, and the struggle continued and grew worse. People were looked at not as equals fighting for this fight on the planet together, but as competition for their place. Who had more influence during what time and whose numbers were more but didn't have as much contribution, as I said, which faith should be removed as a whole of people from the question as they were living in the clouds and reignited old perceptions and negative attitudes, as they put it. That was the way they put it in there. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, no. I'm not calling out a specific... You're fine. You're reading a book. Many were to blame for the failure to legislate what? institutions of birth control and monitoring demographics on time. The world was in chaos, filled with hatred and no sign of hope. It was a survival of extinction. It was survival or extinction for the decision makers. Uh, yeah, yep. Uh, that's kind of right. What it is now with everything and everyone, whether it's a race or a sex or a not sex or whatever. Yeah, want to say? Uh, in the book, he says, "We, the people of the nineteenth and twentieth centuries, cannot conceive how huge and intractable mm -hmm. a problem it will be for us in the future to find an empty." and permanent place in this colossal human organism called Earth and to integrate ourselves into it and manage to live out our lives. So basically in the future, they found it nearly impossible, too impossible, to find a Earth, a new Earth for us, a new home. Right. So oh, we were stuck. Yeah. Um, they divide their history into ancient era and new era. The new era began when the first enlightened person came to reach this state, Volki, as mentioned earlier, um, this happened 524 years prior to Dinoch's travel. 
um, the ancient era and 524 years prior to Dinak waking up in the future. In 3306. Okay. okay, I got it. Understood now. Yes. Sorry. Um, in e- the ancient era had lasted 986 years prior to that, starting with year one in their new chronology. Our time is considered to be the dark ages of prehistory. A time when people had struggled with anarchy from three major factors, economic, political, and demographic. Which, again, sounds very similar now. Um, they, said, they said in schools today, they paint a rather exaggerated and grim picture of our times, which they call prehistoric, an image of chaos, brutality, mutual extermination, a dark world with criminal instincts and perversions, with a thirst for pleasures in life and indifference to moral acts. With materialistic motives everywhere and disregard for decency. No, that's not not hitting home at all. Exactly. There was an attempt to impose birth control laws, but were never able to be fully realized by many world governments, all with their own agenda and opinions. Without united institutions throughout the world, this lack of cooperation led many historical injustices. Over time, for about 450 years, many different experimental institutions and separatist groups came and went with the global crisis ending each one. Until the final proclamation of a u- of the Universal Unifying Assembly on March 5th of 2396. Most of these failed institutions were regional, springing up where a country thought that they'd take a crack at it. Their motives aligned with their country or their race or their culture over the, world's at, over the world as a whole. Right. At their base point, they aimed for a simple balance of power but fell short. Despite all of these failed attempts, they laid the groundwork for what would become the Universal Commonwealth, the governing structure that had endured since its creation in 2396 to the time of Dinoch, um arriving in the future. Right. The Universal Commonwealth is the one world government in, in the good way. The first leader of the Universal Commonwealth was an Englishman named John Terring. Just a uh, little side note for you. I know that guy. Do you? No. During the Dark Ages of prehistory, our time, John Terring, if you're listening to this in the future, welcome. We're with you. Welcome. <laughs> Get bring us right now. <laughs> um, they said that in the 20th century, man was so caught up in trying to harness the power of the elements in nature, nuclear energy, electricity, and solar energy, and in the 21st century, automata- automation of tasks and machines, workers were replaced with robots. And this developed a lot of free time in the average workman's calendar. And with this, yep. And with our society, this free time was able to be filled with deplorable deeds such as gambling, prostitution, vulgar mass media, sports games for some reason. I don't know why those were in there as being bad. (laughs) Uh, Music was reduced to simple melodies and rhymes devoid of talent. That's also true. Yep. All of it's true so far. Urbanization and overpopulation left less and less land to be farmed for food, so food shortages began, and in turn, poorer options for artificial nutrition and supplementation arose. Yep. So all the fake shit that they put in foods nowadays is basically uh, the same thing. This is around the same time humanity finally reached alien lands in the cosmos. So while it was happening, they were still able to, you know, leave Earth. Right. Then came the fourth century-long war that battled corruption and evil ways of the world with a new rationalized school of thought of the future. Enough people had enough shit and finally stood up to those evil ways of those in power holding them down. Positive universal efforts were made to strike down the monster of anarchy, which tormented human societies for centuries and in many forms. Political disorganization, 
fights over sovereignty, military rivalries, plundering of national economies, demographic anarchy, and the like. And so began the dramatic struggle that lasted approximately four centuries, four centuries with many alternating phases of transitions. A struggle between the ancient well, but well-founded beliefs and the new ideas about the organization of rationalization of life. Four centuries. Four centuries. They fought for this. Between basically good and evil of humanity. Huh. When does that start? Uh, around 23-something. Okay, so we're long, long, Yeah, we long got a little gone. bit of time. Um, the new beliefs and motives were taken very seriously and registered well with the young generation and poorer classes. Over time, global political leaders began to pop up, heroes to the political atmosphere on an international scale. Technology closed the gap of distance between the masses and the world began to look less like a collection of separate countries and rather like one single region. One single region and disorganization waiting for the right people at the right time to unify them as the one world government. From there, the universal commonwealth was then birthed and developments and course corrections followed, bringing them to the Volkis enlightenment and with that, the new human being evolution. Oh, these damn Vulcans, I tell you. Now, in that sentence, I glossed over 2,000 years of, hi- of their history. History filled with political turmoil and fighting, society on the brink of collapse, new law and order methods and legislator, dong legislature, dong. incredible wars with varying weapons of mass destruction, all of which accumulated in the society that was presented to Dinak upon his awakening. A peaceful society that lives harmoniously with nature and each other, technological developments, scientific studies, artistry admired and worshipped for its beauty, it seems that we have a very rocky road ahead of us, but it does bring hope that the future, no matter how far, might have a light at the end of the tunnel. We will never see it for another 2,000 years, but we make it. We survive and endure. As for the survivors of the Nimble Virch, people gained a new sense of happiness, spiritual peace, and divine joy with the acceptance of death. But they also found that returning to their mundane life was difficult. Right. They found that it came with a disregard for worldly things that now felt insignificant to them this feeling among those sparked a desertion and mass exodus of the aderson institute the institute developing these enlightened humans this started to become a thing of concern around 3382 when enough cases of these people feeling this sense of insignificance made the aderson institute question whether this biological evolution came at the right time or not and how to treat these people and continue to give them purpose now after this next step of human evolution they started to um just feel like their my uh, th- their mundane daily routine was insignificant to them. Like, right? I'm I'm meant for more than this, mm-hmm. and they either uh, left society or left society in a physical way and killed themselves. Ow! So they started to become mass suicides about it. Oh, um, I like that. Their answer was not to push people to achieve this enlightenment any further. They felt it was best. It, not to rush this next step in human evolution, but to let it happen in its own time and pace. Because before that, it was like to say Doctor Strange. They were the monastery. They were teaching all of this mm-hmm. stuff instead of just letting the natural ones happen. They then highlighted the importance of greatness of each step in life and of each step in life to the masses. The here and now is just as important as the then and was. Mm-hmm. Throughout his one year in the future, Dinak learns much about their history and our future. Oops, sorry. He learns new outlooks on life, has a relationship that might be Anna reincarnated, and oh, talk about that. That's a big thing. And gains a new sense of understanding about who we are and our place in the universe or beyond. His travels took him all over the world with friends of Andreas Northam's, 
whom he befriends himself under the false guise that he is Northam the whole time. A select few knew his story, and even fewer understood it. But his time in the future was an incredible journey filled with amazing sights and stories and an insight for us about who we are. I did not have time to cover nearly half of all of the history nor tales of his journeys and experiences, but I urge you listeners to pick up the book and read it for yourselves. We leave Dinoch in the future on his final night. He is conversing with his friend Stefan about the truth of his situation and the transcendence of time and love that the mind has. He suddenly grows very relaxed and very tired for the first time in a year since he woke up. Mm-hmm. A feeling he hadn't truly experienced in his entire stay in the future. He revels in the wonderful feeling of rest that it brings and drifts off to sleep one last time in the future as Andreas Northam. From here, he wakes up from a one-year coma back in Switzerland in 1922. A new man, yet still the same man. And now, that ties yes. it back into where he writes his journals at the beginning. Right. And that is only a fraction. eighth of the story of Paul Amadeus Dinoch. The diary, uh, Chronicles of the Future, um, make sure you get the uh, Achilles Sergios one. You can get it for $8 uh, for the much. Kindle version, or you can get a hardcover version or paperback version for like 20 bucks. That's and mine. It's definitely worth picking up because this story is incredible. Right. So much stuff in there that... I know that I did a you fast forwarded cliff, at the end. Brief cliff notes there. Someone thought I was fast forward. I thought I was end. losing you. <laughs> Why? I thought I was losing you. I was like, I gotta get through this boring <laughs> shit. <laughs> now there was a couple times I was gonna interject, and then you just plowed through. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my Don't bad. Don't be. You're good. But like I said, I only but talk a lot about of it was I. Exactly. Didn't comprehend on. That's the problem. Said. Like I said, I had to read certain chapters, which were certain days and stuff. It's a good uh, thing I had multiple, to edit multiple, this multiple, episode. multiple times. Um, can understand to fully it. understand it. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out. If whether you believe this or not, whether you believe yes. that he really mm-hmm. did experience this and this really happened, mm-hmm. or if you think the mind, his mind made it up, this is incredible either way. Right. Because either a that really happened. This is our future. This is um, the, somehow a conscious mind is able to travel in time to another body. Possible. That's incredible. Or two, the unconscious mind was able to make up this entire one year of life with 2,000 years of history. Right. And all of these people, all of these technologies, all of these events that for there one in full 1920s. year. Exactly. Like, it's just incredible either way. Now, Dinoch went to his grave wholeheartedly insisting and urging everyone to believe that this is a legitimate thing that happened to him. Right. Um, for a final thought thing, I'd love to say that I believe that. Right. So, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, fuck it. I'm going to say I believe that he really went to the future. The, the Some of this shit is way too fucking close to home. You know what I mean? Right. And... I don't know. It's pretty incredible. Taking, uh, reading, as I said, I obviously read through the diary. Taking him for his word here, he's a very credible man. Um, The only question I have is how sure are we that that was from his diary? That's all. From 1920. (sighs) And that the the, the author from 1970 didn't didn't just say it was. Well, there is a record of him. Of mm-hmm. Dinoch and all. I'm not of saying the, he's not real. No, no, no. I know what okay. you're saying. Yeah. I'm saying that all of the accounts and stuff align with his early diary. Now, okay. 
you're correct. It could be somebody making that up because if we can see the records, so can they. But yes, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to believe that these people it's are so credible. Mind blowing. It's changed hands a couple times. That someone could, you know, the only person that would change it or would fabricate it would be Papa Chatsis. Fucking Papa. I don't think he did it. And Papa didn't he lie. did everything in his power to convince the Freemasons to mm. release it. So he could publish it and get it out there. Um, because he brought it to them after realizing what it was and was like, we got to kind of keep this away from everybody until we can really fully understand this. Make sure that this is, you know, we got to fully understand. Hey, that doesn't so, happen. Right. And then in they the, don't take nothing and no one takes information, hoards it, keeps it to themselves, steals it or any of that stuff, so that we don't learn shit. Exactly. Never that, happened. So he did that, but 30 years later, he had to beg them. He's like, I, I think we should, I think now's the right time to get this out. I don't, if, if that's legit too, I don't find that as a man who made this up and is like, oh, well, let's make some money off this. Yeah, Especially yeah. when it failed, and then he tried many times, all the way to his death, you know. He's like, this well, that, That's a little credence, because why would you go through all that trouble? You just publish the damn thing. Exactly. So, I'd like to believe this. I think it's incredible. This is, um, there's so many awesome stories in there. of Not just like all the, hey, this is what we're like now, and this is the history of how we got there. But also just like, hey, this is this is Sylvia, and this is my relationship with her, and she could possibly be Anna reincarnated. Could um, it be? And uh, we're going to this incredible Italian resort country. Where it's, he's <laughs> the whole country. He's talking about, he's like, it's from coast to coast as we're flying over. And he goes, all you see is just resorts. And he goes, it looks incredible. Like, it's a giant mega city of, like, vacation. And he says, it's like, everything's like a super city like that. Like, the city of the north. And right. I didn't even talk about the Valley of the Roses, which is, like, their capital for the entire, like, all of their knowledge and answers and laws, everything comes out of the Valley of the Roses, and it's, like, this incredible capital place with all the, like, smartest people in the world that make all the decisions and stuff like that. Right. So much I didn't talk about. It was very cool. Um, Definitely check it out, and uh said my piece. Peace, peace. What do you think? I would like to believe it's real, too. I just, I... I There's too many hard. variables? No, it's hard. Like, it is. It's It's I, incredible. Think of it in terms of you You believe in the Matrix. I do. It's hard to believe. Like, it's hard to wrap your mind around something like that. Right. A 1920 man dies. I don't know how I was sounding there. I think I was too far away. A 1920s man dies, and his consciousness or brain or soul or whatever it was goes into the future. Mm -hmm. But I would like to believe it's true. Mm -hmm. And like you said, why would you go through all that trouble to publish it if it wasn't? Mm-hmm. Uh, his actual diaries. Mm-hmm. So, and if it was his actual diaries, then a lot of the stuff he's talking about with technology, mm-hmm. which they didn't really have back then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you talk- wouldn't know about it. He's talking about harnessing solar, solar electricity. Right. That's yeah. not even well. Nineteen twenties. Hmm. No, I'm joking. It's not even like a yeah. thought then. I don't think. Right. I don't know. I. Well, I, I would stamp it, um, I, I want to believe. I like it. That's it's our new stamp. I want to believe, or I don't care about it. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't care about it. No, I want to believe. I want to believe. It's just so hard to. It is. It's hard. It's, it's, 
Because remember that... Okay, so I'll talk about it now. That video of the guy who got sick and went to a coma for... I, I yeah. can't remember how many years. And he basically traveled through what looked like time. Mm-hmm. Or not time, space. Mm-hmm. Woke up in a hospital bed to three beings there and them asking all the questions and then giggling because... He didn't remember them. Mm-hmm. And then that guy there that was just happy and then basically said, you're not done there. You have to go back. And then he woke up out of the co- a coma. Mm-hmm. A coma. Huh. Coma. Yeah. Is that the same principle? Right. Or when we go into a coma, does our brains naturally fill that space with a... A narrative? Yeah. Yep. Was, was he in a coma? Jesus. Was he in a coma for a year, you said? Yes. Yeah, so what happens to our brains then? Like, they're obviously firing off. So, right. could it really create that whole story? And if it did, that's incredible too. Like, that's what I'm either saying. way, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, yeah, I want to believe. Cool, 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 cool. Ah, uh, I'm keep stealing Clarkson's <sighs> tail, but on that bombshell. <laughs> Um. Read it. That's where we're leaving it. Read it. Lennon? Throw him to the uh, outro now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, squatches. Read the fucking book. Sorry. <laughs> I get angry. I get angry. And residents of our uh, techno culture. Thank you all so much for listening to this robot. week's episode. <laughs> it was a robot. <laughs> if you'd like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts or opinions, uh, you can do so by finding us on Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, and on our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button for auto downloads and listen first thing every Monday morning because you need to listen to part two on your drive in. Thank you to all of our Patreon members to help keep this podcast reality. We're grateful for your continued support. If you haven't yet become a Patreon member and like to support us, Head to our Patreon. If you're feeling a little classy, check out our merch selection on our website to visually show your support to your friends and family. Now, Patreon members, if you are future prospect Patreon members, you get a bunch of bonus episodes on there. We got a lot of great series on there, um, a lot mm-hmm. of good stuff to check out. You're going to get some cool benefits. Uh, you see, friends with benefits. No, well, not no, for no. me. Not for me. Not for me. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, you get. Early access to episodes, discounts on merch, all sorts of good shit. So just check it out. Contact with us. Contact with us. You can have his personal phone number and call him at 3 in the morning and wake his ass up. I know Francis the ghost does, so why not? <laughs> I know at least a few and then of I our get frustrated. Have that. I get frustrated, and I say, not today. Oh, that was funny. Leave me alone. That was a good one. Uh, drop us a five-star rating and write us a review. Tell us what you love and how you are enjoying the show. Share us on your socials and tell your crypto-loving friends and family about us. Subscribe, hit the bell, and like the videos on YouTube. This all helps us grow and bring even more great content for you to enjoy. Yeah. Join us next Monday for our next incredible episode. You may write us, rate us, review us, but remember always stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's waking up from a year-long coma, and he has some shit to tell. Oh. Maybe. Peace. See ya. Possibly. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, uh, six, hey, sieben, my turn, acht, now. Just London. There he is. Ah. Oh. Yep.
Oh, he's got the spectacles. Schlecht Mädchen. Schmeckel pig. Schmeckel pig. Schwein. No, Schmeckel Schwein. <laughs> you want to experience the nipple verch? The nipple verse? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Hell, n- I'm for the nipple verse too. Depends on the nipple. <laughs> well, not your nipples. No offense, big guy. Hey, it's all good. Really? No, I'm joking. All right. <laughs> Feel the need to get rid of any. Mm. <sighs> Not, but just once in the... Fi- mm-hmm. Ooh, no. They once... Though, uh, fuck. Oh, this is going to be cut. We're not starting the day with nature. May go fuck yourself. Sorry. I don't know. I think I swallowed the bug. Great. Get a little, get a little snack for you. Josh, turn uh, Lennon's camera off in three, two, one, bunk. Snarf. <laughs>